Hello everyone, thanks for joining. I'm going to jump right into the topics of the day. And you know, it, so much is happening in real time that it's difficult to keep up with the dereliction of duty of these senators and these representatives. And um, you know, there's a, quite a few names that uh, keep popping up. And um, I'm gonna focus once again on the people who aren't doing their job. And uh, there are quite a few senators ha who, you know, they're um, questionable uh, individuals and their actions and what they say is questionable. So I'm going to start with the list of senators because I think in order for us to really understand what happened on January 6th, we have to understand um, how it began. And it all began with the big lie. And the big lie is that the election was in some way um, fraudulent, uh, which has been proven to be incorrect. Uh, so I'm just going to leave it at that because, you know, it's almost like a conspiracy theory, which the Republican Party lives on. And I'm going to go back to an important aspect of being a federal employee, whether you are in the military or whether you are an elected official. There are rules, there are regulations that you must follow in order, in order for us to be safe and to be out of harm's way. And, and I, I, once again, I'm going to keep saying that because at the foundation of what is happening here, people, is that we are um, a land of laws and a land of policies and procedures and a land of regulations. I know it sounds boring and vanilla. But the reason that we've been able to sustain our democracy for as long as we have is because we've had intelligent people who have um, followed those rules. And now you have a party who has decided to go rogue and uh, do whatever they feel um, is at the interest of, their, uh, of the people who are supporting them. And make no mistake about it, there are special interests. The money that is funding these clowns to stay in office is really at the core of the problem. Because as I mentioned before, these people aren't doing this on their own. They're not intelligent enough. They are funded by special interests, companies who are giving them money to say and do what they want them to do. Basically, it's the devil's bidding. And if you are intelligent enough to understand that, I appreciate that. If you aren't intelligent enough to understand that, fuck off, because I could really care less. But, you know, there are quite a few names that keep popping up. And I'm going to start with um, the election of the president and the, the process to, um, to approve the votes that were given um, to the president and the process happened on January 6th and the senators who objected or opposed who disagreed with the um, the voting process or the transfer of power this is an important list because these people's names are going to keep coming up and their names um, are are going to identify them for who they really are. And one who I keep talking about is Ted Cruz of Texas, Josh Hawley of Missouri, Cindy Hyde-Smith of wherever, 
Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, John Kennedy, Louisiana, Roger, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Rick Scott of Florida, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. All of these people objected to the transfer of power. So how, how did they come to that conclusion? Well, they came to that conclusion by conspiracy theories that was called the big lie. And I don't, I don't know about you, but um, in order for me to agree or disagree on anything, I'm going to need to understand what I'm agreeing or disagreeing to. I'm not going to go based on lies and, and falsehoods and uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theories to disagree with something. But these individuals, you know, and another important fact is this group, they're lawyers and some of them are doctors, but the majority of them are lawyers. And I don't know about you, but every lawyer I've ever met, um, it, they need to practice law and not be um, in the House or the Senate because they're experts at what they do. And what they do is twist and turn information. You know, I mean, they're, they're hired guns to represent clients. And, you know, I love the way they say they're, they're my constituents. Really? They're your constituents? They're the special interests that are feeding the monster to keep you where you are. And that's really what it all boils down to. So, you know, there, there are two lists that I'm going to focus mostly on. And one, you know, there's more than 150 um, elected officials who objected to um, the election. You know, I don't know, I, I, you know what happened that day. You know, th they, the, their goal was to obstruct and their goal was to object to the transfer of power. And that is your job. That's why you're there. Your job is not there to oppose or object a legal process. But see, that was the their, that was their strategy. Put a wrench in it. Stop it from happening. And you know, it's funny because sometimes when you um, get used to something, um, you you forget what it is that you are getting used to. And these individuals, every day, you know, they're on the media or they're in their hometown, spewing lies and nonsense. But what they don't understand is their job. And their job is to follow rules and regulations. But that's the short-sightedness. They, they're doing it because, one, they don't understand it, and two, it's because they are being told or they be, they're being influenced by special interest. And the, the weird thing is that we don't even talk about special, special interest anymore and about how it is influencing our country in the wrong direction. And if you think you're, we're in a good place right now as a society or as a country or as a democracy, you are, something's wrong. You don't get it. And the reason you're wearing a mask or the reason that you're running through the grocery store like a scared uh, bunny is because th this has all been purposeful. This is a strategy, okay? And, and the Democrats aren't doing it. 
The Democrats are trying to sweep up the mess that the Republicans are always creating. And this has been happening for 30 or 40 years now. I'm old enough to realize this. And I've seen it over the course of uh, 10 years become worse than it was before. There's a saying in the, in the military, or especially the Navy, you know, loose lips sink ships. And loose lips are senators who are um, following lies, deceit, conspiracy theories. They're actually believing this nonsense. And that's the scary part. You have senators who are educated, educated idiots. You know, just because you have a degree, a master's degree or a JD degree, doesn't mean you're intelligent. It just means you have a good memory. You know, for people who have degrees, you know, college really is just a, a memory game. As long as you can remember something, you'll, they'll give you a degree. I mean, it's like school. As long as you can remember something, you can pass a test. So these individuals have good memories and they're educated, quote unquote. That doesn't mean that they're qualified to run a country or to run the Senate. And once again, my angle is understanding their motivation, understanding their, um, their mindset and why they're doing or not doing their job. And once again, it all boils down to experience and um, intellect and um, decision making. That's protecting us, you and me, as citizens of the United States of America. And you could strip all this nonsense away, but when you, when you have loose lips, it sinks ships. And I hope you understand that. Because loose lips are, I say things that make no sense, Ted Cruz, I, I do things that are destroying the very fabric that keeps us safe. And if you don't think that this pandemic has put a, a wrench in the United States military that keeps you safe, something is wrong with you and you need to step aside. So getting back to the list, there are quite a few names that really stood out. And one, of course, has been Ted Cruz. And I don't really care if he wants to sue me. Be my guest. You could have you could you could have everything I have because it, me, it means nothing to me. Because without um, some sort of foundation of democracy, what are we all doing? What are we all protecting, right? And I'm not on my soapbox because I enjoy this. Believe me, I do not. But as a concerned citizen, I'm doing my job. And as a United States veteran of the Navy, I'm still somewhat a sailor and still somewhat trying to protect my country. And if you think that that is um, a strategy of some sort, uh, you're completely mistaken. So getting back to these fools. So today was another interesting morning because old Mr. Cruz, he has quite a colorful past and I don't really need to get deep into it because you know who he is. I mean, he's that senator from Texas and the funny thing is that I know Texas. My mother's from Texas. And um, I don't understand how someone who, um, who is not from America, he was born somewhere, I believe he's from, born in Cuba. So here we have another, um, uh, another foreigner. And I, hey, listen, I have nothing against immigrants. I fight for you every day. 
and I appreciate your contribution to our democracy. But you don't get to come into my country from somewhere else and start um, spewing lies and nonsense to destroy it. And maybe that's your strategy. Who knows? But, um, you know, it's funny. He, he didn't speak English. He, he needed to learn how to speak English. Now, getting back to if they had found out that Hillary Clinton was born in Cuba and didn't speak English, what do you think they would have done with her? Right? So I'm going to keep going down their experience. And just today, um, the Supreme Court is hearing a case. And the, the Supreme Court is Ted Cruz for Senate lawsuit. Very interesting. Uh, he wants the Supreme Court to strike down the limit on loan repayments to the federal candidates. Right? So why does he want the Supreme Court to allow special interest to contribute to his campaign because you know he doesn't want any guardrail um in especially in the finance area that's going to affect his campaign so he once again is polluting and corrupting our process for his gain that makes no sense you should win on merit. You shouldn't be allowed to have special interests who are pumping you full of cash to keep you in power. But see, that's the game. That's the game. Special interest. And the Republican Party has worked very hard in the last two decades to allow um, corporations to be citizens. I mean, that's crazy. And that, that is their game. They are there to destroy and toxify the process that keeps that has kept us safe for as long as it has. And and you could see it. I mean, across the line, the the decline of our reputation has been going on for 30 plus years. And I've mentioned how it's I've had direct experience from this just traveling overseas. I don't know about you, but I don't like to be viewed as a moron by people who are elected to keep us safe and loose lips sink ships so here you go you know you want a you want to allow special interest carte you know carte blanche to contribute to your campaign to keep you afloat you know what do it on merit do it on intellect do it on experience but see they know that they can't win that way so they're doing everything in their power to kind of stop stop it from to stop normal uh, voting process. Because if I have, you know, if I was a billionaire, I could do anything, obviously. I mean, look at the presidential candidates in our last roundup. You know, they're all millionaires and billionaires, and, and that's a problem within itself. And this is all kind of, you know, uh, it trickles down. So if you're allowing um, special interests to be the, the speaker uh, or the voice box for these elected officials, that really is the problem. So why does Mr. Ted Cruz continue to um, fight for special interest? Once again, because that is his game. That's his game plan. And it, it's so frightening because, you know, this. why would you uh, present this to the Supreme Court and have this as a as an angle to try to um, stop a normal process. 
And I don't know about you, but special interests are exactly what they are. You know, their interests are specific to a, a, a goal or, a, or something that's happening within their district. For example, if I'm a construction company and I want to build a building on public land or whatever, well, guess what? I'm going to go to someone like uh, the Senator, Senator Cruz and I'm going to uh, lobby him. That's another interesting word um, that we don't really talk about you know, lobbying, all these people, you know, think about tobacco, tobacco lobby. Those people, they lobbied the United States government for as long as they did to make, you know, cigarettes were, um, were mainstream, you know, people were smoking everywhere. Why? Because special interests and lobbyists paid senators and representatives to say that it was like, um, that it was healthy. And it was candy. And then we realized, finally, you know, we woke up and said, oh, you know what? Maybe it's not a good idea to be smoking um, in front of your children or smoking. You know, if you want to smoke, that's your business. But you're not going to go on record or change laws for the special interest um, to say that it's good for you. Because that really is what happened. You know, the tobacco lobby lobbied Congress to, you know, make law so that they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to do. And you're seeing it happen right now. So why is Mr. Cruz bringing up a case to allow lobbyists and special interest um, uh, carte blanche to fund his um, machine? Is because of special interest. He needs the cash to stay afloat so that he's allowed to push conspiracy theories and nonsense, and that's why you are where you are. So, another very interesting character that, um, you know, the list of individuals that I was mentioning earlier who opposed the um, the election is, it's like a who's who of, of crazy. And old Mr. Josh Hawley, you know, he was in the media yesterday because there was a um, there was a hearing about the January 6th um, rally and 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 who was involved. And this is a name that is not really getting much attention, but his name was um, something Epps. E as an echo, P P as in Paul, S as in Sam, Mr. Epps. And he was there at the insurrection. He was videoed um, acting crazy. You know, he was there encouraging people to go to the Capitol and, and do what he did. And the funny thing about it is that the media has not really given him much attention because, because they shouldn't. He was a nobody. He was some nut from, uh, I think he was from Colorado, but um, he was there he was wearing a MAGA hat, um, Make America Great Again hat. He was a Oath Keeper president. You know, he was like the president of the chapter of the Oath Keepers, and they had him on videotape, you know, saying, go to the Capitol and fight and do all this nonsense. And, you know, he's there, and he's a Marine. You know, he was in the Marines. I don't know if he's still, I think he's too old to be active, but, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine. God bless. But, um, what you don't get to do is be a traitor. So um, 
uh, old Mr. Josh Hawley and his infinite wisdom. You know, he's another one, educated idiot. He um, he went to Yale, big deal. You know, if you've ever been to Yale, it's like whatever. You know, it's one of those institutions that's been around forever, and you know they they walk around like as if they were. Um, you know, like they're special. <laughs> I'll give it to you. You're special, all right. Uh, but <laughs> I love it. You know, these people from like Harvard or Yale, you know, good for you. You know, you you won a lottery and you were able to get into the institution and now you use it as some sort of moniker like you are um, God recreated. But, you know, you're another educated idiot. And this guy, Josh Hawley, He's, he's been a problem for quite some time. And he um, was interviewing, or he was being interviewed by the January 6th committee, and he was bringing up Mr. Epps. And he kept saying, well, is Mr. Epps, is he, a, um, is he on the FBI's uh, payroll? You know, insinuating, because that really is a problem. And when I say loose lips sink ships, you can't go and, and accuse someone that they're part of some operation led by the federal uh, the FBI and, and assume and, or insinuate that in some way this guy was planted by the FBI to uh, cause trouble that would uh, in somehow, somehow um, affect old dum-dum election. So right there, loose lips sh sink ships. You are, you, your, your mindset is, or your position is based on lies and conspiracy theories. So how on earth can you accuse this guy that he was some sort of FBI plant? But see, that's my point. If you um, if you are in that trade, meaning you know I'm going to uh, do everything I can and say anything to make my case, and this is what he's doing, he's making his case so that and, and stinking it up in the process by insinuating that Epps somehow was planted um, to disrupt things, and then disagree or object to the electoral college and say that the vote is somehow fraudulent. That makes no sense. And I, it's difficult for me to even comprehend because it's so nonsensical. So why is Mr. Hawley insinuating or accusing Epps of being some sort of FBI plant? It's because that is their strategy. Look over here while he's over here stealing the baby's lollipop. You know, it's so political and it's sad that these individuals do will do anything and say anything to get their way. And once again, loose lips sink ships. He's lying and passing on non-truths and conspiracy theories in a committee to, to sow doubt. And that's really, that's their strategy. You know, it's like, um, uh, you know, it's like believing in um, like a unicorn. You know, it's like if I say, you know, well, I didn't actually see that unicorn 
but somebody said they saw the unicorn and it was there and you know you could say whatever you want but if it sows out and of course you know he's a lawyer good job really good job you should stay in your practice of chasing ambulances because that really is your skill set you have no experience You've been in, in you've been in educational institutions your the majority of your life. I don't know what motivates you, but another interesting uh, tidbit about these individuals that objected to um, to the vote was um, once again they're all lawyers, and some of them are doctors, and some of them are very very wealthy physicians, and you know that got me thinking um, why are they why are they opposing this? Well, they're special interests. And if you don't think healthcare is a special interest or a lobbying firm that is going out there and telling these fools to do this or do that is in the interest of healthcare, because, you know, and that's not a topic we don't really discuss is about healthcare. You know, the United States should have national healthcare, period. And I'm not even gonna get into that fight. But that brings me to the point of why are these lawyers and physicians so um, opposed to uh, the democratic process? It's because the Democrats believe that there should be universal health care. And what, without, what would that do? That would change the very foundation of how the healthcare industry works. And I've actually been in the healthcare industry. I've, I've, I've been in the trenches. And I'm obviously on the, the information technology side, but I know how they operate. Let me tell you, the reason that your health bill is so expensive is because it's these third-party companies that are administering health care. Because really, I mean, it, it, it's pretty um, inexpensive to um, take care of, uh, of you as a patient. I mean, it is. It's why you're paying five hundred dollars for a um, for a gown when you go to the hospital. It's because these special interest companies they are profiting. That's why they're all millionaires and billionaires. It's because they have they have they have a financial stake in how these healthcare or because they're companies. Healthcare is a company, and like any company, they have a profit and they have a baseline of what they need in order to be profitable. And, and it's been going on since time began. And I saw it when I worked in healthcare. You know, it's like, I don't know about you, but if you've ever been to a, a hospital for anything, it's a complete nightmare. Why? And they're still using paper. I mean, that's another problem because they don't understand how to be, um, or maybe it's intentional, you know, 60% of your health bill is administrative and the other 40% is given to the doctors and like any employee if you're going to cut into my profit or my salary I'm going to have something to say about it so I really think this is their motivation and it may not be true but I think it may be just a little bit true and it stinks of it so these two ass clowns Mr. Te I, I wasn't going to say his name before, but because he's so ridiculous that I had to say something about it. You know, you should have stayed in Cuba and you should have worked with um, your comrade there. And old Mr. Josh Hawley from Yale, 
he I don't know if you remember, but he was that tall, attractive gentleman who uh, looks very clean cut. You know, uh, it's a lie. And he was they they had him running across the rotunda or somewhere on the on the Capitol grounds on January 6th. And he was pumping his fist like, you know, go, go, go like a cheerleader. And that's really what he is. He's a high, high paid cheerleader. Well, guess what, Mr. Hawley? You're a sad individual. And and for you to um, support conspiracy theories and lies, and I'm using Mr. Epps, the Marine, that was arrested and accused of being an FBI plant to change direction of an investigation, you are, something's wrong with you. And you really need to take a look at the mirror and reflect. Because you continue down this line of lies and deceit. And I'm going to say it again. Loose lips sink ships. And if you don't think what you do and what you say is directly affecting um, the functionality of our government, and when I say government, I don't care about those fools on Capitol Hill. I'm talking about the United States military. And and the United States military, the people that keep you safe. And you can have your opinion. I don't care uh, who you are as a soldier. You can have your opinion. But guess what? You, as a military individual, you are required to follow the rules and regulations. And that really is the problem, is that we have elected officials who are on committees, important committees, that directly affect the functionality of the military. And because Dum Dum decided not to wear a mask at the very beginning of this pandemic, put the military in harm's way, therefore putting the country in harm's way. And that's really going to be the direction that I continue down um, moving forward. So, So getting back to our elected officials and their stellar background and experience um, that gives them the qualifications to be protectors of our constitution as well as my country. So another interesting fellow that everybody has heard of is Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Come on down. Another fool that um, is in power and once again, Dum Dum's right-hand man. And I'm going to say that is in um, as in his current right-hand man, because that is the person that resurrected that mummy and brought that thing back to life. So Kevin McCarthy, great job. And let's talk about where you got your experience to be um, who you are today. You know, it's funny is that I, I can't make this stuff up. And usually when I... Um, meet someone in business or in corporate America and, you know, you do a background on LinkedIn or, you know, just to kind of find out what makes them tick. Because if you don't think that your background is who you are today, uh, you're sadly mistaken, right? So, um, and each and every one of you that um, is in corporate America, trust me, your background matters and your experience matters. Because that would be like taking 
a line cook from McDonald's and saying, oh, now you can do, uh, you can work at this hospital and become a doctor and uh, do uh, surgery, it, it doesn't work. You have to have the experience to do what you do. So once again, why, why do we allow elected officials to be um, gas station attendants and we prop them up to be uh, holier than thou and all powerful? It's because it's stupid and, and it's wrong. We should base our elected officials on merit and um, experience. But getting back to old MM, Mark McCarthy, I mentioned him before. I didn't really talk about him that in depth because I didn't really care. Uh, but um, I mean, you could easily just go on Wikipedia and find out anything about this guy or just do a Google and uh, find out his background. But, uh, you know, once again, the lack of education and intellect and why these people do what they do. So, like I said, you can't make this up. So, um, oh, Kevin McCarthy, or see, I keep calling him Kevin, but his name is Mark, or is it Kevin? I See, I don't even know. Kevin, his name's Kevin. I'll just call him uh, KM. But uh, <laughs> he started out in a deli. I'll say it again, a deli. So he was flipping sandwiches, flip-flopper. He was flipping sandwiches early on in his career. Hey, nothing wrong with working in a restaurant. I, I, I commend it. I did too. You know, I got my start at um, Subway. I think I worked at the very first Subway ever created, and I did it well. And I did it at, I think, age 13. So I was working um, under the table, you know, because that's what, that's what uh, teenagers do. They work to make a living so that they can become... Um, successful uh, but like I said the majority of these ass clowns they set their sights a little too high based on their intellect and their experience so let's go let's get into it oh mr. Kevin McCarthy and and the deli's name had his name in it Kevin O's that's that was the name of the deli so you know he worked there he you know made sandwiches and mop floors and clean toilets and and who else knows what he did? So this is his experience. This is his background. Job well done. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna berate you for working at a deli or owning a deli. I'm saying that your intellect and your experience and your background disqualify you to be anything other than a sandwich maker, right? So. Once again, another senator who objected to the Electoral College, um, inexperienced, unqualified, dereliction of duty. You don't, you, you're not smart enough to do what you do, but yet you ride that gravy train because somebody is pumping you full of cash. So, you know, he was the owner, you know, and you, have, you don't, like I said, you don't have to go very far to find out his background. And, and I'm not, I'm not uh, discrediting him for working at a deli. That's not my, that's not my, that's not my, my, my story. I'm saying that because of your ignorance and lack of experience or intellect disqualify you. And like I said before, you know, you can't tell an insane person that they're insane because they don't understand. And there's a pattern here with these people. They have serious judgment problems. And this is why we are where we are. 
because they don't understand the rules of engagement. So, you know, he was a director of some Republican Party from 1987. So in 1987, he was around 55, or no, he was around, um, he would have been like 19, I guess, somewhere around there in his early 20s. But so he started his crazy train early on while he was working at the deli and then eventually owning it. But the, the one thing that, oh, also he went to Cal State, California State. So, you know, not a university, he went to a state college. Nothing wrong with that. But once again, it's not exactly um, Cambridge, right? Or MIT or something like that. Or the University of Wisconsin. I'll give it to them, my alma mater. But um, he, at Cal State Bakersfield, <laughs> I mean, <it's> a, <laughs> he, he has a Bachelor's of Science in Marketing. So if you understand anything about marketing, um, Tell me where um, science is involved in marketing, uh, because it's almost like having a PhD in um, in the gym locker. You know, it's like okay, those two don't necessarily go together, but okay, it, it's a degree. So old uh, old uh, Mr. McCarthy has a bachelor's of science in marketing, like I said. Background and experience matters. But the one thing that really was interesting that I found out was that um, he has a brother-in-law. And his brother-in-law owns a construction company. And his brother-in-law's company got a no-bid federal contract to, to do work on a naval base in Lemoore, California, which is an interesting little tidbit because I was based in Lemoore, California. I went to jet schools there. So I know that area. And it's a very rural area. It's not, um, you know, it's uh, it's there because the Navy's there. So, you know, this is why this ass clown is in government, is to do things like this. Why did his brother get a no-bid contract. If you're unfamiliar with a no-bid contract, it pretty much is just a, uh, a green light to, uh, to the money train. And the money train is called a federal contract. So his brother-in-law, through quite possibly this fool, is getting contracts. So, you know, it's just another, another motivation factor. I'm not saying there's anything illegal about it. I'm just saying that it's kind of like a quid pro quo. You know, it's like, you give me this and I give you that. So um, that is an interesting little tale. How his brother-in-law had a federal contract, no bid. Oh, and I didn't even mention the, the amount. $7.6 million. And you know what? That's nothing to, to laugh at. That's a lot of coin. So getting back to my... My point of special interest and why these people are in these roles. They're not there to protect the Constitution or protect, you know, it, it may be, you know, it's like you have, a, you have responsibilities in any uh, job that you have. You know, for example, you have a, a cook at a restaurant. You know, that, that cook or that person that works at the deli, you know, he's got priority. I've got to slice up the meat. I got to cut the bread. 
I got to make the sandwiches and I got to deliver the food to the customer. So what, what difference does it make whether you are a federal employee who is uh, doing your job of being a federal employee and also getting greased on the side um, while you're doing it? You know, it's almost like getting a tip at a restaurant, you know? You're giving me a little, a little juice for uh, my hard work. And his hard work is his um, no big contracts with his brother-in-law, you know, and to say they're not related, th that is where they want you to ignore the facts because alternative facts are better than facts. So if I look at the, um, if I look at the, the foundation of what he's doing, uh, you know, starting out early, you know, cause he was like early, you know, in his twenties, like I said, so he's starting a government early. You know, he knows the importance of it. So his family's involved because his father was a military man. So, you know, it all kind of comes together. I'm not saying that he's a criminal. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply pointing out your background and what you do. And I'm looking at the media right now. You know, the January 6th committee wants to talk to him. And why do they want to talk to him? Because he's in bed with Dum Dum. And when I say in bed, you know, they're, they're, they're in the same party that party that they all are enjoying so much. And there's a bunch of other fools that are in the media today. I don't even, I can't, it, it, I get so depressed when I think about it, but getting back to Mr. Kevin McCarthy, you know, you and I, if we were to uh, not pay our electric bill or we weren't, we didn't pay our, um, tickets or if you got pulled over for speeding and you didn't pay that speeding ticket within a certain time frame trust me you know they're coming after you so why we allow the most powerful people in our government who are responsible for keeping us safe and when I say safe it's across the board from um, from disease from uh, friend or foe so you know we have to get back to basics and why this guy is allowed to walk around. I mean, the majority of those people who oppose the electoral votes for president on January 6th, those people all have cases against them for not doing their job. So why we allow them to not be accountable immediately? And like I say, accountability, they should be, uh, they should have an ankle bracelet. We should know where they go and what they do. We should put a boot on their car or their limousines or their airplanes or whatever. Because if they continue to be allowed to do what they do, case in point, old Ted Cruz, you know, he just goes on and just keeps saying the craziest things. Loose lips sink ships. And we have to change as a society because we're living in real time. It's not like back in the 1700s when you know, if somebody wanted to change a law, it would take years or decades for it to happen. You know what? We could do it like that. And these people should be held accountable immediately. And if not held accountable, at least stop them from making more bad decisions because they continue to be allowed to do what they do and go on and spout nonsense and put us in harm's way. So please think about it that way. Think about it from a protection standpoint. These people are, they're running committees. 
select committees, armed forces, natural resources, and across the board. So they, if you're not doing your job, you're dereliction of duty. And if you're not following the Constitution, you're dereliction of duty. And you guys are allowed to, and you know, I'm just going to bring this guy up because I'm going to talk about him tomorrow. Matt Gates. He is also involved in January 6th. Not directly, but he is supporting and or influencing other senators that are within his party. And that party that I was talking about the other day, you know, it's the party that they, you know, hookers and blow. You know, let's all party. Because nobody's paying any attention. We're allowed to do whatever we want. And there's a lot of money involved. And that really is the motivating factor here.